0: Hey guys, welcome back to Down to the Tea. I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. Um, we have made it through yet another week of life and everything that entails. Uh, before we get started today, I want to reiterate and maybe this wasn't clear. Uh, that my podcast is geared towards adults, um, where it, there is um, adult content being talked about on here. Um, ultimately, it is up to your discretion. I am not here to tell you what to do with your kiddos. Um, but just a reminder, this was intended for adults. With that being said, it's been brought to my attention that my daughter's father Uh, listens to the podcast with our child and if you have listened to uh, my previous episodes you can probably guess why that is extremely problematic. Um, So I do just want to um, remind everyone that this is uh, geared more towards adults, um, adult conversation, you know, just kind of things that children don't know how to process at a young age. So I want to um you know, just put that out there. Uh yeah, so my week started interesting with the conversation um with Riley about her listening to my podcast. Um so if you kind of been following along about the dynamic with um her father, it's just yeah, I mean, fill in the blanks. Um So yeah, that's that's my little spiel on that. Um, jumping in this week, I want to touch on a topic that has been a huge part of my life um, the past couple of years, and that is being a bonus mom. So, I think that, at least for me, when I thought about what blending a family looked like, um, I you know I just think it's oh getting you know, two families together and blending them as one. Um, and the trials and tribulations that come with that would be, um, making sure the kids get along and stuff like that. Making sure your, your bonus kids like you and all that stuff. Like, no, I was, I was in for it. I'm still in for it. Um, It has been probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. It has been extremely challenging, but equally rewarding. Um, And so I kind of just want to go through the motions with you guys about what that has looked like for me um, and some things that I've learned along the way. Um, So to start off, I kind of wanted to give you an idea of what our custody plan looks like. So... The agreement that I have with Riley's dad is we are week on week off. So every Friday at 7 p.m. we are exchanging in one way or another, whether she's coming to my house for the week or she's going back to her dad's. So for one whole week she's with me, the next whole week she's with her dad and so on. Um, With my bonus boys, uh, Phoenix and Jacks, they are with their mom half the week pretty much. Um, So we get them the second half of the week um, till Saturday night. And then Hendrix, obviously, he is the one that gets mom and dad in the same house, um, which I'm very happy for him and, you know, obviously has some sadness for the older three. Um, But so he's here all the time. With the parenting plan that we have with both sets of kids, um, Riley and then the boys, Um, it kind of gives us an interesting, um, pattern where there are times where we just have the boys and the boys, um, other than Hendrix, uh, we have Phoenix and Jax and we are able to give them our attention, um, and kind of focus more on them. And then there we have, it's where we have all four children, I know, send prayers, um, we So we have all four of them together, and um, then it goes on where we have just Riley. So she gets that one-on-one attention from both Connor and I. Um, <clears throat> so I think the way that our parenting plan works um, all around gives us good opportunity with all the children. Because um, there are times, obviously, when we don't have the older three and it's just me, Connor, and Hendrix. So he gets, Hendrix gets that one on one with us. So I like that about um, our custody agreements. So, with this being one of the hardest things I've ever done, it has come with a lot of growth, like within myself, within the kids, between Connor and I. Um, but it's also like, you know, I have never had to do this, and Connor, I I guess, I've never had to do this. I grew up without my dad in my life, Um, so there was no, you know, going to dad's on the weekend or anything like that. Like, I saw him for um, a little bit when I was younger, and then, like, I didn't see him again until I was, like, 14, Um, and even then, you know, it, it wasn't a ton. It was just like, you know, let's go get ice cream or whatever. Uh, So I never really had to deal with that um, split household dynamic. Um, And then Connor, he grew up with both of his parents together. His parents are still together. um, So he hasn't had to deal with that either. So it's kind of like it's been a learning process for both of us, Um, as well as the kids. They all three of our older children have come with their own set of challenges, as most kids do. Um, But it's taken a lot of... um, intentional one-on-ones with the kids um making sure that their needs are being met um and all that so I had talked a little bit about the behavioral struggles that we've had with the two boys um and that is not to single them out everyone has their own their own things you know the, the boys just that was theirs Riley has hers um I think one of the hardest things has been the relationship with their mom, the boy's mom. I I've gone into the details of the relationship with Riley's dad. Like that just is what it is. I don't foresee it ever changing. Obviously I hold out hope that we are able to, um, find some common ground, but I am very realistic with my expectations of that co-parenting relationship. Um, so, you know, that is what it is, but obviously there's room for improvement, um, and like most relationships with the boys, mom and I, and even Connor involved, obviously, um, there was a point where we became actually pretty good friends. Like we hung out and got to know each other. And that was obviously a really good dynamic with the children, like with the boys, uh, their mom was involved in a lot of stuff and vice versa. Uh, unfortunately at the peak of Phoenix's behavioral issues, um, we just didn't see eye to eye. We kind of had a big blowout with that on how, um, that was to be handled, um, across the household holds and with Phoenix individually. Um, so that kind of severed that relationship between her and I, um, I think we finally got to a point where on the we're back on the same page. You know, there were several months where we did not speak to each other. Um, but now we're finally to a point where, you know, I can, you know, share random things with her and she, you know, responds. We are not back to that relationship we are where we're hanging out or, you know, stuff like that. So, which is okay. Like, I think I'm sad a little bit at times because I want to build that with her. But I think that if that was meant for us, it will come and it will be easy. Um, it won't feel forced or anything like that. So I just trust the process and that, um, but it what I imagine, like with most co-parenting relationships, there are very different dynamics where we have, um, we set a lot of boundaries for our children. Uh, Connor and I, like I mentioned before, we try to do gentle parenting um, and stuff like that. And not to say that uh, the boy's mom doesn't have any boundaries or anything like that. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about her parenting style. I just know it's very different from ours um, and how we choose to handle the boy's behavior, um, discipline, stuff like that. And that's okay. I think the boys have gotten to a point where they kind of know what to expect um from our house as well as moms. And we do catch points where they're kind of pushing boundaries. Um and that's to be expected. They're kids, they're just trying to see what they can get away with, and that's pretty natural. Um but overall, like I think I think out of the three who have struggled with separate households would be Riley poor Riley I honestly I truly feel sorry for her I'm I feel sad for her she's expressed quite a bit how it's difficult for her to have um separate households and different set of rules, and it's kind of taken a toll on her sense of belonging. I, I would say she's expressed to me a lot, um, about how she was, she didn't do this. And she feels like sometimes she just can't really fully relax. Um, so, you know, there's, I, I don't have all the answers. Um, as a mother, I hurt, I hurt for her. I don't coming from, the situation that I was in with her dad, I don't wish things were different. I wish things were easier for her. I wish that her dad and I, um, were able to co-parent in a healthy manner. Um, but this is her, this is her, her journey. This is her path. Um, I wouldn't intentionally create difficult situations for my children, um, obviously, but, This is inevitable. This is Riley's path and this is, she is, she's on this and she will figure out how to navigate that. This is just life because if it's not a split household with split parents, it's going to be something else. This was just her path. Um, As her mom, I'm here to guide her and help her any way that I can, support her, love her, anything that she needs from me. Um so I have faith that um she'll figure out how to make the best of it. We will figure it out together if that is something that she needs from me. Um I feel like there is this there's a lot of pressure to be a step parent. And I'm I guess I will specifically speak from a stepmother position because I Obviously, I'm not a stepdad. I imagine that there may be similarities, um, but I will speak from my standpoint specifically. Um, so being a stepmom ha- is difficult as you know. Have I, have, as I've explained. Um, I think that there is this dynamic where you are expected to be everything for that child like a biological parent is with the boundary of not stepping on anyone's toes. So you are expected to help with school pickup and homework and feeding the kids and clothing them and all of these things. Not not that um, – Connor and I have the a relationship where I am okay. Like I am happy to do these – to be a, a huge – role in the boys lives. Um, and you know, take on that parenting role at our house. Like I, we are with these kids. I have children in the household as well. It only makes sense that I would fill in as a parent figure for them. Um, but you know, like, any situation having responsibilities, you tend to have this expectation that the authority of it all is, is kind of a a bundle and that's not always true. Um, I think we, I learned that the hard way when we were struggling with Phoenix's mental health and behavior. Um, and I spoke my, my side of it. Um, and it was quickly shut down. Uh, I can't say that their mom was wrong for being upset with me speaking my piece on it. Um, but overall, it's just it's a, it's a tricky situation for everyone involved. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely hard to feel like you have all these responsibilities for these children. But you're limited on the things that you can do and say. Um, and I, I think it's gotten better over – now that, you know, we're going on year three of being in – you know, as a blended family. Um, so things do develop over time. You know, being very open and honest with Connor has been the key to making this dynamic work. Um, but, yeah, like, blending a family is – more than just getting your kids together and hoping that they, they like each other. It is reevaluating for me and Connor, what our parenting styles look like. So before obviously Connor and I met, I, it was just Riley and I, and I had my parenting style established for um, you know, what I let Riley do, what she's not allowed to do, boundaries, expectations, all that good stuff. And then Connor had the same for his boys. And then whenever you blend a family, well, you can't just parallel parent in a household. Like that just doesn't I, – I won't say it doesn't work at all, but that doesn't work for us. I don't know how other people make it work and maybe they do. Um, but for us, there was – it wasn't an option to say, okay, I will parent my kid. You parent your two boys. Like, we needed to come together and figure out what that looked like for both of us. And now you add in the element of Connor and I having a son together. So we're now having step, step sons, step, step daughter, and then biological son. So all of that, as you can imagine, has been a process and figuring that out. I think we've finally gotten to a good point um, where we're all pretty much on the same page. I think that you never stop learning about the way, the correct way, or not necessarily the correct way, the parenting style that works best for you and your family, um, There was definitely this element of the behavior, mostly in the beginning, but the behavior that Connor allowed the boys to get away with, but I didn't allow Riley to get away with, um, and how that affected my parenting and Riley. Because I would get that from Riley a lot, the classic, well, how come they're allowed to do it? I get it. As a kid, you're like, dude, what the fuck? You're treating me differently. Like I have all of these like super lockdown rules where compared to the boys, they just kind of get to do whatever they want. Yeah, I can imagine how difficult that is. Um, Luckily, I don't think that that lasted too long. We went through, uh, it was a really, really hard first year. Um, but we're, we're finally on the page, the same page where we we're finally at the point where all of our kids have the same expectations, um, same rules, same boundaries. So I can only assume that from this point, it can only get better. I know that life has its ups and downs and it's so unpredictable. Um, I think this week is a testament to that where, um, we, I really personally struggled with um, finding out that Riley had listened to my podcast at her dad's house and that he allowed her to. Uh, I think that that brings up a lot for me just because, you know, I, I want to protect my child. I want her to be a kid. And I feel like often that is being taken away from her because she is a pawn in a game between her dad and I, um, and I, I'm so sad for her. I'm, I, I think that her childhood is being taken from her prematurely by being exposed to these things. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of guilt and there's a lot of sadness surrounding that, um, for her. I talked about this a lot. Like, uh, I actually had a session today, um, with my therapist as well as last week, kind of talking about, um, letting go of the reality and idea that I had for Riley only in a sense though, because at the end of the day, my goals for her, since I found out I was pregnant with her was to make sure that she was safe and loved and supported and that whatever she wanted to do with her life, she went for it. Um, and nothing held her back. There's only so much that I can do for her. I can love and support her. I can make her aware of opportunities in life that will um, help her excel in the things that she does. You know, just the normal things that a good parent would do for their child. At the end of the day, I cannot control what her dad does. I cannot control that her dad exposes her to these adult things at such a young age. Um, things that she just can't understand. But things that put her in a really shitty position between her parents. Um, but like I said earlier... I, I can't protect her from that, but this is her path. I can do my best to make it as easy as possible. But at the end of the day, if it's not this thing, it's something else. And this is, these were her cards. This is what she is, these were her troubles in life. We all have our own shit that we deal with. We have trauma. We have, um, you know, just Things that we struggle with within ourselves or other people, um, we all have to overcome shit, and I think that this is this is hers. That doesn't mean that I'm not sad for her. That doesn't mean that I don't hurt for her. Um, so yeah, i would I would say the start of the week um, was kind of just a really low um, in the sense that I was hurting for my child um, in a some way hurting for myself um I think that I've done a lot of like self-reflection on my inner child and taking care of her um and making sure that her needs are being met uh, which is very important I think that if you haven't gotten in touch with your inner child I, I highly highly recommend you doing some research on what that means and taking some time to heal your inner child Um, it's, it's a very interesting experience. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the first part of my week. The second part, um, I I would just say this entire week has just been emotional. Like whether it be emotionally good, emotionally bad, whatever, just emotional across the board. Um, but I happily say that I'm ending my week on a very good note. I am excited for the weekend. The Chiefs play tonight. Um, I am happy that football season's back. It is definitely one of my favorites. So yeah, I am giving the shit back to this week um, that I don't want. And I'm taking the, the good things with me and moving on. Um, moving on into a good week next week. I just have a lot going on right now with my schedule. I did want to share with you guys before um, I have to go. So I came across, um, you know, say what you will about TikTok, okay? Like, you people I feel like either love or hate it. I uh, started out being that person that was like, that's so stupid. I just didn't really know anything about it. Um, finally, I got into it. Um, and I actually found a lot of inspiration and admiration on the app for the people creating content um and being authentic. Um and I've found a lot of great information um and in people that I carry close to my heart. Um so with that being said, I came across this video on TikTok and um kind of going to the spiritual side of things and manifestation This girl, her video popped up on my For You page, and she was saying, if this is the video that reaches you, I'm super excited for you. Good things are coming. And I I listened to the whole video, and at the end of it, I literally thought to myself, I don't know if this is meant for me. I don't know if what." The message that she is sending is true. Um, but because it won't hurt anything, I claim that energy. I claim the message that she is giving me, that is reaching me, and I am going to put it into the universe and see what comes of it. So her message was very clear. Good things are happening. You are not, you're going to think that you're being deceived by these things happening. But I'm telling you, It is meant for you. Luck is coming. So again, claiming the energy, moving on. It takes two seconds. It doesn't hurt anything. You're just saying, okay, I accept that. And I am putting it out into the universe. And then you move on. So the next day I was approved for more than enough financial aid for to cover school. Um which I like, I'm not, I'm not going to have to take out as much money as I expected in student loans. Um, so that was wonderful news, like fantastic news. Um, and then I reconnected with a family member who I have missed so much and, um, it just wasn't the right time. I would say I've it's been leading up to the right time. And then this person reached out to me out of the blue and it's one of the best things that could have happened. Um, so, and then just like little things here and there, Connor and I had a really good um, conversation after a rough few days and um, I'm just feeling really whole with myself right now. So... Take what you will from that, but I am extremely thankful for this woman on TikTok that I saw her video, and she was offering up energy, um, and I was able to claim some of that as my own and manifest it into my life, so yay for that. All right, guys, so we are out of time. I forever thank you for the time that you take out of your life to... Um, Listen to me talk to you and give you some advice. Um, Whether you take it or not, you know, that's up to you. But I am always more than happy to put it out there for whoever needs it. So take what you need, leave the rest for somebody else. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will chat with you more next week. Bye.